Christ continues his fourth sermon to his disciples, which is called the Sermon on the Church. This is chapter 18 in St. Matthew's Gospel. As we remember, Jesus has been calling his disciples by different titles. So last week he calls his disciples, those gathered together in my name. And now we hear Jesus call his disciples, fellow servants. He calls them this after Peter asks this deep question. How many times must I forgive? And so Jesus then goes in, in this sermon, he addresses this question of forgiveness. Ultimately, Jesus says you must forgive 77 times. The number seven is a number for completion. So 77 actually means without limit. You must forgive without limit. One of the fundamental things about Jesus we know is that he is a forgiving man. He was able to forgive others from his heart. We can simply see this when he hung upon the cross as the most innocent and faultless human, human there ever was. And he said, Father, forgive them. And so anyone that wants to be a friend of Jesus, anyone who wants to be, be his disciple, anyone that wants to be close to him, must also desire to be like him, to be a forgiving person. Yet as we know, forgiveness can be complicated and difficult. C.S. Lewis said that everyone thinks forgiveness is a lovely idea until you actually have to forgive someone. We know that forgiveness is not forgetting. We know that forgiveness isn't when we feel like forgiving. We probably won't ever want to forgive someone. So what is Jesus trying to teach his disciples today on this lifestyle of forgiveness? One of the fundamental things of the Christian life is that in order to receive and keep what we have, we must also give it away. And so, in order to receive and keep forgiveness, we must be forgiving to others. We receive forgiveness to, to the degree that we can give forgiveness. That's what Jesus means when he teaches the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Jesus wants his disciples to be able to forgive without limits because they have received without limits God's forgiveness. One of the greatest ways we can receive forgiveness is in the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation this sacrament of healing. Now this all plays out in this parable of the unforgiving servant. There's this king who wants to settle accounts with all of his servants. This first servant has, to, has a huge amount of debt and he can't pay it off. The shocking thing is that this king forgives this man his debts. Now, immediately after this, there's this fellow servant who owes a very, very small amount to this first servant. And this first servant had the opportunity to be like the king. He had the opportunity to forgive this man the small debt. But he refused. And so what do we see at the end of this parable? What happens to this unforgiving servant? 
it says that this man has to repay back his whole debt, which is unrepayable. Ultimately, he is imprisoned. He is enslaved to unforgiveness. He lacks freedom. I'm sure many of us either heard the story or remember the assassination attempt of St. John Paul II. This took place on a Wednesday, May 13th, 1981. Miraculously, our Pope survived the, the bullets and he recovered. The man ended up with a life sentence in prison. Well, that Sunday, the Pope addressed the faithful and said, I forgive this man. And he called this man his brother. He said to pray for him. Two years after that, the Pope was actually able to visit this man in a jail. He was able to speak to him and pray with him. And he'd actually remain in contact with him and his family through the years. In the year 2000, at the request of St. John Paul II, this man was freed from jail. He, didn't, he no longer had to serve his life sentence. And so St. John Paul II is a beautiful and radical witness to Christ's forgiveness to us. And so in order to, to be able to forgive our brother from our hearts, as Jesus is calling us to do today, what are some just practical points that, may, that we may take away today? First, maybe we just recognize that forgiveness can be difficult, especially by our own strength. So how often do we actually ask Jesus, Jesus, help me to become a more forgiving person. I can't do it on my own strength. Help me with this. To simply ask Jesus to help us to forgive. Maybe a second practical point would just to be to acknowledge where God's being good to me in my own life. To acknowledge the areas in my life that Jesus has shown me forgiveness. That the fundamental, the, the main problem with this unforgiving servant was that he relied on his own strength. And he didn't acknowledge the king's goodness in his own life. He wasn't able to acknowledge the forgiveness he received. In contrast, we see with St. John Paul II, he didn't rely on his own strength, but God's strength to forgive. He acknowledged the places in his life where God forgave him, which made him want to forgive this man. So let's ask Jesus this week to help us to, to be more forgiving like him. Maybe just acknowledge a place in our life that God is showing us his goodness today.